This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Sharp Money, as we're presented by DraftKings here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's going on? My name's Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles, the big guy. Downtown Las Vegas there, Bar Canada at the D. All right, so a bunch to do. Week 13 opens up tonight, Seattle at Dallas. There's reasons to bet Dallas on top of reason. It has nothing to do with Goulet. It has nothing to do with Femi. They're absolutely rolling, specifically at home. We'll get into them. Seattle right now, a brutal stretch coming up with the schedule. They're hanging on by a thread as far as the postseason. Seattle needs a win tonight. And guess what the bookmakers are saying? You ain't getting it, Seahawks, so fly, fly away. Nine and a half, we're showing DraftKings is down to nine. So we're sitting 947 and a half on the total. So our objective is going to be to look for reasons either to bet the Seahawks or we've got props for you coming up as well. As we continue, we've got like an A-plus guest list today. Good job by the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, who we'll get to in a second. Let's go ahead and throw up, if we can, tremendous job in the closet there at the D by our production crew. How about this? Coming up in 14 minutes, a close personal friend of Dustin, Chris Fowler, ESPN. Not only college football, he's been around for a long time, does a great job with tennis and other sports. So Fowler is going to join coming up in a few minutes. The GOAT, Brandon Anderson. You like numbers? You like bets? You want about 10 of them on Thursday Night Football to kick off Week 13? I can assure you B. Anderson, Action Network's got him. Josh Applebaum, author. VEASAN analyst, co-host, podcast host, VEASAN.com for all of our podcasts. I'd say a superstar on the show lately, old Brennan White, U.S. team lead, trading floor right there. DraftKings is going to join us. And Miles Simmons, pro football talk writer as well, to join. What else is going on? Oh, I'll tell. how about this? It's November 30th. What does that mean? Last day of November. Have you got your Christmas, your holiday shopping done? 
I'm asking. This is not rhetorical. This is not for Dustin either. This is for you. You got it done? Of course you didn't. And it's not about Amazon. It's about putting thought into it. Brick and mortar. Go out there. And when you get your boo, your wife, your girlfriend, your kids, when you get them a gift this year, also buy a card. You'll get extra points. All right? little holiday shopping reminders for you as we kick off a show. What else do we have? Oh, the Pistons. How about by Pistons last night? A franchise record, which you would usually applaud. Uh, however, we're going the other way. As the Detroit Pistons, a proud franchise. Where are they from? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Good job, big guy. They've lost 15 straight games, but at least they put up a fight to the Los Angeles Lakers last night. Uh, they only lost by 26. Gave up 133 on D. It's not great. And they turn around tonight and they head to Madison Square Garden. I've got a bunch of plays on that game. Individual props with the Knicks, who are actually playing pretty good basketball. And I'll apologize when we get to that game to Julius Randle. Randle's having quietly a very good year. Nod your little chubby head over there, big guy. 28 college games. I apologize. 28 college games, of course, tomorrow. We're getting close. You've got New Mexico State and Liberty. I've got a bet on that game coming up. But the big one, Oregon and Washington. Now, I kind of fished around for some information. I went behind the book for Thomas Gable on this one, Oregon and Washington. And we'll get to Gable, who, by the way, if you like money and you're not betting Thomas Gable, you know, race and sports book director over at the Borgata, if you're not betting his plays, you must not like money. I've got more plays from him coming up. But I asked him for a little behind-the-book report on the Pac-12 championship in Allegiant Stadium there tomorrow night. He said early Oregon money, but now starting to get some Washington buyback at 9.5. Here's the play. First half Oregon has been a very popular play. They call the big guy first half Sweetelson, so we'll see if he's down as well. 14 on the ice, 9 on the NBA wood. So plenty to do. I mentioned Thomas Gable. How about this? He sent over, let's see. He sent over one, two, three, three or four more plays today. So on the season, Gable is 26 and 12, eight and two this week, six and two last night on the program. Is that good? VEASAN.com slash subscribe, picks page. I'm going to give you, because again, very festive, festive time of the year. I'm going to give you one of his plays for free on the show today. But if you want to get the others, you got to go sign up at vsin.com slash subscribe. Tough spot for the Seahawks tonight. Going to AT&T Jerry World as we say hi to the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. Oh, oh by the way, as we say hi to you. Mm. Hi, Dustin. How Hello. are you? I'm doing great, Patrick. How are you? I put together, that was very robotic, uh, well done, apropos. I put together a random ride or die list Ooh. for you. Because I've been really, I don't know if I want to say annoyed, but I've been kind of taken aback by the people you've chosen to protect lately. Mm. And it's not necessarily just the people you've chosen to protect, but it's people that you go above and beyond for. And I'm going to give you the list, and I'm going to continue adding to this list as you say ridiculous things. Um, here are, here's your random ride or die list. Herm Edwards, out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, you said, I'm a Herm guy, okay? I, like I don't even know are. if people in Herm's families are Herm guys, but we love him. If he wants to come back on the show, I think he does a great job. Uh, next up on the list, random ride or die list, RG3. Odd. 
You're just like, I love RG3. I seem to just. Yeah. Okay. Think he's uh, fun. Next up on the list, Dan Mullen. Fun. See, I like fun people. How come I like, I'm being attacked for liking fun. That is a wild move. People who yep. have a good time, give you a good sound bite, want to spout off about things and happen to be involved in football times. I don't know why. I wrote down a name, Frank. Who's the Frank that I'm, I wrote down? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Do you know, the, you know who am I talking about? Frank Reich. Oh, Frank Reich. So, yeah, Frank Reich, Herm Edwards, RG3, and Dan Mullen. Those are, we'll continue adding to the random rider die list. If I could uh, have dinner thing. with any of those men, I would. Oh, speaking of dinner, uh, you had dinner last Saturday with whom? Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN host, and his lovely wife. Why do I bring him up? Congratulations to the winner of the second annual Betsgiving. He got the belt. And I got to give credit to Goulet and whomever put together the contest this year with the belt. Did we hand out? I mean, that looks like the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship belt that we handed out to JVT. Oh, it's and legit. he was flexing. And new bets giving champ. That thing was sick. It was. But here's how it went down. I didn't realize this. I got a text from Adam Burke late because the contest. Oh, I like that graphic. Hold on. The, let's, <laughs> let's show that graphic while you're talking. The about contest it. ended Thanks. Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern when JVT was filling in on Follow the Money. But I got a text at like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night on Tuesday night from Burke. Uh-oh, I just hit a big 12-to-1 parlay. So when JVT woke up at like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. to do follow the money, he looked and Burke had overtaken him for the first time all contest for the lead. JVT then bet, I believe, on a random tennis match on someone who was down 14-to-1. They came back and won, and that's how he ended up the Betsgiving champion. So there was, it sounds like you were the conduit between JVT and Mr. Berkey. You were kind of the in-between where they were both flexing to you to see if either of them were going to win Betsgiving. Is that what was happening? Because I know for a fact that you weren't. Now, no. yeah. let's start with me. I gave up. I was in such a bad way. I started off so hot and went down the tubes. So next, but here's a guarantee. Year three of Betsgiving. Put it on your boy, because I'm coming in yeah. very focused. You understand the format now. Now I get, thank you, Dustin. I get the format. I was a little confused this year. And, oh, another thing. Hard when you're off of Wi-Fi, I couldn't place some bets on 5G. Not mm. making excuses, just saying. And you actually had a heater towards the end of it. I thought you were going to win it. My account got down to on... Um... NFL Sunday morning this past Sunday to about $40 left in it. Everything was on the table except for those $40. And somehow on Monday afternoon, I was back up to $1,200. So we made a run. We made a push. But in the end, I tried to do a lot of crazy things with parlays at the end because I didn't know what everyone else was doing to try to overtake JVT. But the lead was too insurmountable. Flex on him. JVT, you know what? Feels like a worthy winner. Deserves Good it. Good dude. Always love when he fills in here on Sharp Mind. Can be a bit of a curmudgeon. Yes. Can be a curmudgeon. But almost part of the deal when you're de dealing with JVT, I got to congratulate him during the break. Well, and also, I you can check out Hardwood Handicappers. Let me finish. Check out Hardwood Handicappers. That's our NBA podcast with the champion of Betsgiving. Can Go we ahead. throw the graphic back up? Because I have to tell you this. I didn't even know JVT had, let alone teeth, but good teeth. Because I don't think I've Never ever seen, seen him, smile. him smile. I really yeah. haven't until this picture. What is that? What is that vibe? 
of just always some people like to do the curmudgeonly thing. And I think that's him because you know what? It's almost like Adam Burke, our managing editor over at VEASAN.com. Like, Berkey pretends to be curmudgeonly, but he's like a super nice guy. What I, is with these guys? I think they are really sweet, soft people, and they're scared to let people in to feel that. Oh, okay. So damaged by their parents. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yes. <laughs> Why do you think? This would be a good time during the holidays to let everybody know. I did a read for this network about better health. I'm not just doing reads. Tomorrow I'm going to see Sharon. Who's Sharon? My therapist. I see her every Thursday. Can you corroborate? Because I write you on my walk to her every, every single Friday, I should say. Big facts. And to let you know where I'm at as a human being at this moment at 12, 11 p.m. on uh, November 30th. You're getting me a potential reference for someone here in yes. Vegas for therapy. I'm getting Sharon is going to hook Dustin up with a therapist. You know what? It's a big family. And we're going to eventually we'll get JVT and Berkey in therapy and they're going to smile nonstop and it's going to annoy people. It'll feel now, good on what, the inside. What, what did we just accomplish? 12 minutes of stretching because you booked me a guest in the B block. <laughs> it's a good one, though. Why would I jump into the NFL game when I got to get off it and go to a very good guest? Chris Fowler, ESPN, joins us next here at Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. The Sports Betting Network. Nothing better during the holidays than total wine, spirits, beer, and more. The lowest prices for over 30 years. 
Find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. We are efforting for ESPN's Chris Fowler, who we'll get to. He's going to be calling the Pac-12 championship game tomorrow night on ABC. That's going to kick off. You know, I'd say we had Palm on yesterday and he said he feels like this is the easiest year for the committee. Respectfully, completely disagree. Uh, This is going to be uncomfortable. There's a lot of uncomfortable scenarios for the college football playoff committee as Dustin's giving me the finger, the good finger, as we wait for Chris Fowler. One second. I got you, big guy. Take it easy. I got you. Take it easy. Starting Friday night in Vegas, there's going to be obviously 24 consecutive hours of conference championships won. College football playoff berths earned and a lot of awkwardness, which is the way it should be. Next year, we're going to go to 12 and there's not going to be the consternation surrounding championship weekend. So people are going to complain next year that the immediacy is lost. What's the point in the conference play? What's the point in the championship games? You know, all of that. There's going to be a lot to get used to. As a matter of fact, you guys saw today that, and by the way, welcome in. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Dustin Sweetelson there, Las Vegas. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, Sharp Money. Uh, You saw that DJ Uyunglele is going to transfer out of Oregon State. Now, there's been just an absolute myriad player as far as the quarterback position, and that's just the start of it. You know, this is a tipping point, and I'm going to go through some of the names coming up and some of the teams that need a quarterback, but this is the tipping point. Eventually, everything's going to get messy until a prudent system is worked through. And the reason I bring it up, because I'm guessing you saw, as we continue with college football here, Matt Rule who said yesterday he was talking about the transfer portal and he was talking about what it was going to cost Nebraska as far as to get a good quarterback. And he said to get a good quarterback, a reasonable quarterback, it's going to cost us between one and a half and $2 million. And then as an aside, he said, you know, a lot of these teams are paying six or $7 million to players. Now that pisses a lot of people off and it gets people up in arms and I can't believe these kids isn't the scholarship enough. Well, first off, no, they're making so much money. The universities off the kids likeness, of course, everybody that is involved in college athletics that gets the university paid deserves it. And I bring it back to yesterday, something we said when Levy got hired at Mississippi state, you know, it's funny. You think about just the preponderance of money and just the gross amounts of money. And then you hear Oh, the, you know, people are aghast when college kids get paid. Did you hear this? You know, the Egg Bowl every year, Mississippi, Mississippi State. Did you hear if Lebby beats Mississippi in the Egg Bowl, he gets one and a half million dollars. Not part of his base pay. Not part of, you know, the advertise. Not part of anything that he gets outside of literally in a vacuum. Lebby. Kids never had a head coaching job. One win each year, one and a half million dollars. And that's right now what Matt Rule said it's going to cost you to get a good quarterback in 2023 going into 2024. So, again, and I mentioned it is a bit of a tipping point. I, I'm a person that, and I'm guessing most of you would agree with me, that agrees that these kids could get, could get paid or should get paid. And we're going to have Chris Fowler here in a second. But there needs to be some prudency to the system And right now we're in the infancy stage. It'll get worked out, but it's a bit of a tipping point where the money is just ridiculous. And as we 
mentioned, tomorrow night in Vegas, we are going to kick off, and it's going to be on ABC and ESPN, 24 consecutive hours of conference championship games. And calling the Pac-12 championship on ABC, 8 p.m. Eastern time is Chris Fowler, a legend ESPN. This is crazy because it says in my notes, Chris Fowler, first off, welcome, that you've been at ESPN since 1986. I ask you, how is it possible to be there since 1986 and still look exactly the same? That, I mean, <laughs> you, you've been part of my childhood. To, I'm a 45-year-old man. You've never changed, my man. Hair, hair dye and, and loving working out. Those are those are two reasons. Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah, 86, I looked 11 years old. I was a year out of school. And um, did a high school sports show called Scholastic Sports America. Yep. It was about four years away from this little startup operation called College Game Day. So, yeah, it's it's a few lifetimes ago, but pretty grateful to have a great ride, man. Real, really hyped to be out here in Vegas and really excited about tomorrow night. Well, your inspiration to all of us that got into it, not just college football, but the rest of it as well. Chris Fowler, so you're going to be on the call tomorrow night. And I only give you the number. We are a betting network, but I'm only giving you the number just to give you an idea of what Vegas is saying. Oregon's laying nine and a half. You were on the original game where Washington wins by three. They were laying three. Were you surprised when you heard Oregon laying nine and a half in this one? Yes. I knew they'd be favored. I started talking about that when we did the Washington-Oregon State game. And they were, you know, remember it was a toss-up. The number was bouncing around back and forth there in Corvallis. And, you know, that was a sort of a a flag that maybe – uh, Vegas and or the the um, algorithms didn't really love the Huskies. I was playing those close games, and it, it was a close game. It was a close game again last week, and the way that Oregon laid the wood against the Beavers team that looked pretty deflated obviously pumped the number up. So I think it's artificially high, but it didn't surprise me. You know, true. It shows you the, the respect that the market has for the, the Oregon offense and the way they're playing right now. Total respect and eyeball test. I think most would agree Georgia, Oregon, and then some sort of order. Chris Fowler joining us. What was your takeaway? The first matchup, I'm sure you had talked to Dan Lanning and DeBoer before, but the two head coaches get a lot of respect and they deserve it. Yeah, no, I think it came down to a couple of decisions. I mean, you can second guess the coach who doesn't take the points and goes for it on fourth down, and it, it ended up being a tight game. And I think that – I don't know if we're going to meet with Lanning later today. I don't know if he's a, a regret, second-guess kind of guy. Something tells me no. But in <laughs> retrospect, those field goals would have mattered. And Washington has a knack for pulling out close games. And Oregon is not nearly as battle-tested. They've been dominant, right? That's a good thing. But if it's close again – remember, Huskies beat them by three points last season, too. So I think Penix and those playmakers and, and, and really top to bottom on the Washington roster really believes in themselves in close games. And they have a lot of experience, all these six one-score games this year. Um, it, it's, I'll say this. You know, a number of a game like this is looking at a matchup. They're not really taking into consideration how difficult what Washington has done this year has been. You guys know it. The Pac-12 is underappreciated, unrespected yep. nationally. To run, I almost use I must use the F bomb to run the freaking gauntlet the way they did this year is historic. You you just don't do it, man. You don't do that out here and, and win nine conference games. It, it took the greatest of Pete Carroll teams to pull it off, right? You know, great great teams in this conference, 
as we say goodbye to it, have not been able to do what they did this year. It's a great point. It's peaking. It's peaking, Chris, as they're going away, right? The Pac-12 that was down for so many years and now peaking as they're going away. Yeah, it's the last ride, man. I think Kirk and I both have a lot of respect and affection for this league. I've been watching it since I'm a little kid. So is he. You know, I I, I was a huge Pac-12 fan as a little kid. My parents went to UCLA. I watched these games on the West Coast religiously and, and been a part of a lot of great moments and memories out here, whether it was game day or calling games. And there's a bittersweet component to this inside the ballpark tomorrow night. I promise you that the last ride, though, sets up perfectly. And um, it's never been a bigger, you know, Pac-12 championship game. There's never been a bigger Oregon-Washington game. And I'm hoping that the the buzz brings out the best in both teams and and we get another one of those last possession games. But I'll miss the out of it. I really will. I it, it. Okay, boys, let's close. I, we lost him. Yeah. We lost him at one point, and I think we can pull it down because we lost Chris, who I wanted to ask. We just have a minute and a half because we got him a little late into the segment. I wanted to ask him about Alabama, Georgia, but he did a great job with Oregon, Washington, and you can tell he's fired up about the matchup. So Chris Fowler, tomorrow night, Pac-12 championship, ABC, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You know, I saw as far as the popular bets, as far as the popular bets, he's still there? Yeah. Oh. Well, we just have a minute. Like, if you if you pull him down, Dustin, and yep. if he wants to stick no, around there. for the next segment, I'd love to yeah, have him. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you got you guys there? Let's, yes. Hey, hey, sorry about we're that. Just, no, no. I, I'm, I'm out here at Red Rocks. I'm taking a mental health hike, and the, the signal is so weak out here. But I'm looking at beautiful nature, so I apologize for the signal. No, 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 Chris. We apologize. It's I've done that hike many times living in Vegas, and it's gorgeous. <laughs> you enjoy it and get ready for the big call tomorrow night. We're going to be watching the game with the best team in the booth. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate we'll you. We'll talk to you in the postseason anytime, guys. Be well. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. It's a great hike. The big guy. Leaving me hanging. Well, I have a story about what happened there. And when we come back and we, can you help me out? It is 100. How many times I say pull down. I like, what am I supposed to do? I I don't, I don't have anything to pull. What am I supposed to do? Although Fowler was great. I've been on that hike that he's on right now. A million times. We'll come back. What's going on with the big guy. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network, presented by DraftKings. Our two, last day of November. Of course, we're going to kick off week 13, the NFL tonight, then championship weekend, of course, with Oregon and Washington. Pac 12 championship game tomorrow. So plenty to do as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher. Happy holidays. Of course, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, live in Los Angeles. We're going to bring in our buddy who's been grinding NFL, of course, tonight. Nine is the number. Seahawks, Cowboys, 47 and a half. We're going to get into that game and more with Brandon Anderson, the Action Network writer and analyst. We like to run the board with Brandon as well. At Wheaton Brando on Twitter as we say hi to Brandon. Nice to have you back, Brandon. How are you? Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. It's good to be back. Good to watch a lot of football. Like we're getting to the part now where we get games on Thursdays and Fridays and the Saturday games are about to be back. And I think this is our last big bye week. So you can tell that we're hitting home stretch here. 
And you wrote a great article. We were just talking about how prolific Dak Prescott has been. So let's talk about it. And I'm going to let you run with this. He's your fourth betting favorite in the market right now at 7-1 to win the MVP. We can talk about the Cowboys big picture as well. But let's start with Dak. You know, he is so polarizing, Brandon. We were talking about, you know, when we used to do uh, talk radio where we'd take calls. When I tell you eight out of ten callers said Dak was overrated, he never deserved the money, you know, a lot of that comes with being the Cowboys quarterback. It's just wild because his numbers continue to be excellent. Yeah, I mean, everyone has to have an opinion on the quarterback of America's team, right? And the numbers are absurd. And if you look just since the bye week, so they had the bye week in week seven. And coming out of the bye week, there was a clear shift there. If you look at how often that they're passing compared to running. And we know over the years, especially in, in recent years when Kellen Moore was there, Cowboys want to run, right? That's what Jerry Jones wants to run the football. You know, that's what they had Zeke for. And the, the run game just hasn't been great for them this year. Coming out of the bye week, that was one week after that big loss to the Niners. Yeah, yeah, we know that that loss still counts for all the Dak Prescott hype. Coming out of the bye week, they started passing so much. Just like YOLO, it's Dak time. They're moving CeeDee Lamb around uh, around the field. He's had some huge weeks. Here's some of the numbers Dak's had since the bye week. First game out, 304 passing yards, four touchdowns. 374 and a three. 404 and four. Thanksgiving, 331 and four touchdowns. Basically a perfect game against Washington. It's averaging 320 yards and 3.4 passing touchdowns a game. If you pace just these five games to a whole season, he's on pace right now for 5,447 passing yards and 58 touchdowns. Obviously, both of which would be NFL records. So, of course, it doesn't work that way. We just get to pace everything out. The first games count, and there's still more. But I think that we're really... Uh, largely underrating how good Dak is playing right now. Uh, the schedule coming up, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about it. It's daunting if you look at some of the teams they're playing, but the past defenses are not daunting. So I actually think that, that the schedule could play into Dallas's favor. You're going to have, you know, he's had all these times where he doesn't have to do anything in the fourth quarter. They're killing teams. Now he's going to have to. Now he's going to have to play and throw all the way to the end against Beatable pass defenses. Seattle is beatable. Dallas is beatable. Some of these teams coming up, or sorry, Philadelphia is beatable. So I think Dak is playing great ball. He was my preseason MVP pick. I had him 25 to 1. I doubled down 40 to 1, I think, in season. Did not look good after that Niners game. I still think he's the right pick right now. I think he's a good pick for passing yards leader, for touchdowns leader. Dak is just balling right now. I think he's the best quarterback in football for the last month or two. Wow, we we got to bring in Mr. Future, Dustin Sweetelson, because I saw a tinge of jealousy when Brandon hit you with the 25 to one and then the rebuy on 40 to one on Dak in the MVP market, because that's your specialty. And I'm not sure you're holding any tickets on Dak MVP wise, no, big guy. I only have one MVP ticket this year and it's Lamar Jackson. And it's not even a huge number. It's like 16 to one, 17 to one, something like that. But I think the thing about Brandon going back and hitting a second time is, is a massive lesson for betters because at that point, the number moves. Obviously, he has a better number already in pocket. But when you handicap the market, when you look at the MVP market, all these guys have flaws. All these guys have issues. And when you look at the stats, and remember, the voters who vote on this, for the most part, look at the stats. Dak has all of them covered. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, well the, the numbers are all there. And the thing about the schedule is, so it's Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Like, that's daunting. And look, you got to win games. Quarterback wins, we know, is not a thing, but it is a thing. Dallas is probably going to have to, almost certainly they're going to have to win the Dallas game against Philly a week from now. And they're probably going to have to keep on winning and at least be in the mix for the division and the one seed. They may have to pass Philly to, to get those, to win MVP. So that's why the number is still long here, I think, deservedly so. But honestly, I think Dallas is the better team right now. And the thing about that schedule is, it's the Cowboys against all of these great teams against, look who the quarterbacks are. Jalen Hurts, MVP favorite. Josh Allen, leader in EPA. Tua Tagovailoa, another MVP favorite. Like, he's going to have head-to-head -head MVP battles on TV that all of us are watching. So if he's good, we're all going to see it happen, and every voter is going to see it happen, too. So I think it sets up for the narrative play pretty well, too. Who yeah, concerns you? Like, if I was looking at this market right now with Hurts, Mahomes, and Lamar ahead of him, Tua and Purdy behind him, and even McCaffrey, who do you fear the most with your DAC ticket? Because to me, I think you've got the best ticket. Yeah, I don't know that I fear anyone necessarily, which is not really even being overconfident in the DAC ticket as much as it's just not a great MVP yeah. year. Like, that's why you can dig for down, you know, down the line with DAC. I think Hurts is the obvious fear just in that, I don't think he should be really the MVP right now. But if the Eagles go right now, that you know, they have one loss. If they win both these next two games, I think that's it, right? The Eagles are just so far ahead of everyone. He's got the narrative of, oh, well, maybe he would have won last year, if not the injury. So I think that's the most obvious, easy path in a year where we don't have a clear MVP winner. How about the guy that's leading in touchdowns when you add in the rushing touchdowns and on the one last team that's better than everyone? It's pretty easy, standard MVP choice. So... I think that's the default, you know, team to fear, guy to fear. My other ticket that I think actually has some value, I got my Niners jersey on right now. Granted, this is my Trey Lance Niners jersey. How about the guy that beat out Trey Lance and took his job? I think Brock Purdy is the other pick down the board still. And uh, San Fran, I think they're going to go in and beat up on Philadelphia this week and take a lot of that shine off the Jalen Hurts uh, MVP ticket. So I think Purdy would be the, the one other guy I'd have my eye on. Our boy Brandon Anderson, Action Network. So you can go check out that DAC article. Today he wrote up Week 13 kickoff, Seattle at Dallas. He, he's got a bunch of different ways to attack it and so many stats to back it up. Now, I will say about the jersey, nobody's going to tell Carson Wentz the secrets between us, Brandon, <laughs> but obviously there's some issues, okay? Last week, last time Brandon was on, he was rocking Wentz, and now he's quit on his boy from North Dakota. Let's go straight into tonight. I, I always like to start when we're doing a show with the dog and try to find reasons to bet a dog like Seattle catching a number like they are tonight. But I got to be honest, this is a freaking nightmare matchup. Like if there's one <laughs> thing you want to try to do against Dallas to keep them honest is run the football. No Kenneth Walker. That obviously hurts Gino under pressure. That hurts. This just looks like from the outside, looking in a horrible matchup for the Seahawks. Convince me otherwise, Brandon. I, I don't know that I want to convince you otherwise. <laughs> I, I'm with you in lockstep on that one. I think this is a terrible spot for Seattle. Uh, I had picked Seattle two weeks ago, so right before the Thanksgiving game, Seattle was plus 340 to miss the playoffs, which was a terrible number, not just because I think Seattle is a lock to miss the playoffs. Like, you might make the playoffs at 8 and 9 in the NFC, but Seattle had the San Fran 
Dallas, San Fran, Philly stretch coming up where they're going to lose probably all four, at least three of them. So you can just come back on the other side of the ticket, if nothing else after that. And this matchup was part of the logic. It's just not a good matchup. Seattle, like you said, they can't run the ball here. Their offensive line, I did see Abe Lucas finally is coming off the IR. So I don't know if that means that he'll play tonight, but their pass, uh, their pass blocking has not been great. Guess what? Micah Parsons and the number one pass rush. And then Geno Smith turns into a pumpkin every time he gets pressured. Can't complete passes on third down. Can't complete passes in the red zone. Dallas has been better at home. I don't, I don't know that I want to lay the points here for Dallas, but it's definitely a Dallas or pass situation. Like in my article, as you guys know, I, I make picks on each side. And here's our little secret. My pick for Seattle in this game is Colby Parkinson, their second or maybe third tight end to score a touchdown <laughs> 14 to one. That is, just to be clear, not a confidence that Colby Parkinson is a stud and going to catch a touchdown. If I'm taking a 14 to 1 as my best bet for Seattle, you better believe I can't find any reason to back Seattle any other way than just throwing a long shot out there. Yo, big guy, he went deep into his bag right hey, there. Look, I like, they're, so Dallas allows, they're tied for, uh, for, I think, second or third in the league, the most tight end touchdowns. So I thought about, because you can get, Anytime touchdown on Parkinson, six to one on Fant, and nine to one on Disley. Just betting all three of them, and if one of them hits, you're up for the day. But God, you're you're reaching deep for those, man. Yeah, I mean the, the, that stat you just had. That's why I went for the tight end here. One, the reason I took Parkinson and not Fant. So Fant's snap count is up, but he only has one red zone target all season. Yeah. Parkinson has five. He only has 20 targets all year, but five are in the red zone. And I think it makes sense if you're Seattle. You play extra tight ends to try to help with all the blocking and then maybe just pop one out for that, you know, the play action, the two yard touchdown to the tight end that we've seen so many times. So if I'm Dallas, I think I like first half under the, the, the seven minus six and a half, get my money, get out of there. But I don't want anything to do with Seattle here. Seattle, five of their last seven losses are by 14 or more. Brandon gets two segments. That's just the rule here on Sharp Money. And you mentioned, yes, Dallas has been, quote, pretty good at home this year. They're outscored their opponents 205 to 60 at AT&T. They've won 13 straight. They're winning by an average of 29 points. They score 40 or more at home. This is a historic home run by the Cowboys. We're back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network, presented by DraftKings. And, of course, DraftKings U.S. trading lead is Brennan White. He's Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Brennan joins us every Thursday, the top of hour three. And we welcome in our buddy who's been grinding, of course, had a busy holiday on the trading floor at DraftKings. We say hi to Brennan. Hi, Brennan. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you doing? It's great to be back. It's great to have you back. Let's have a little fun to start. I I'm just I was curious because I was sweating out some Europa League soccer right before you came on. A- am I the only psychopath across the United States betting it, or did you actually take a few on Europa League soccer? Maybe Champions League, you get a few more bets, but how about Europa League over at DraftKings today? Uh, you are not alone. We've got uh, we've got psychos all over the country that are looking to bet whatever's on. So this morning, Europa <laughs> League was was big. That and the Hero World Challenge. <laughs> yes, yes, that is. That's why I tell everybody buy DraftKings stock. Trust me. Um, the <laughs> handle uh, the handle on Thanksgiving. We always like to have a little fun with it. It's just three games, but standalone. Everybody's watching. Everybody's got the app out betting it. Uh, can you compare it now, now that the dust is settled to like a normal Sunday? Uh, I can do you one better. I'll compare it to last year's Super Bowl. Um, as a day on the whole, we took about two-thirds of the handle that we normally take on the Super Bowl. So big, wow. big day for us. My goodness. That is <laughs> – that is, oh my gosh! You know what that tells me? I can't wait to hear what the number is this Super Bowl coming up because that is that is wild. Okay, um, how did it turn out? I, as I think about it, I'm assuming you did well early game. I'm guessing they laid it with Detroit, and they probably had some tease action there with Detroit as well. Yeah, you're spot on. We we're very lucky that Green Bay ended up winning that game outright, or it would have been a bit of a bloodbath. Um, you know, too bad for the fans. It couldn't have been more competitive. We did see kind of the live interest drop off as those games were those second two games were blowouts. But on the whole, uh, you know, thanks to the Packers, things things went fairly well for us. Uh, but you know, we did have a handful of customers that stayed away from that early game and, and had a good night, and um, you know, are hopefully looking to uh, rebet some of that come this week. Okay, Brennan White joining us here. Sharp money. Thrilled to have him. U.S. team lead. They're on the trading floor at DraftKings. You can find Brennan on Twitter, Brennan White 14 So who are they taking tonight? Talk about where you opened Dallas hosting Seattle. Talk about kind of the, the line movement, where it sits, and where they're betting it. Yeah, this one's pretty straightforward. We opened with the Cowboys as a seven-point favorite on that key number, uh, total 46. We're up to a total of 47, and I believe we have the Cowboys in minus nine. It has been one-way action. Looks like we just went to nine and a half, actually, uh, just now. Uh, I'm not surprised by that at all. It's been one, one-sided on the Cowboys all week. I assume it will continue that way until kickoff. The Cowboys haven't lost or haven't won a game by less than 20 points at home this year. They're on a three-game blowout streak. The Seahawks are 
you know, finally getting healthier on defense. Adams and, and Wagner seem fully healthy, but offense is a mess. Obviously, Geno's banged up. No Kenneth Walker. Uh, you know, they've got their, their right guard out for tonight, so we're going to see a rookie in there. I imagine Mike Parsons will have a pretty big night. Um, so, yeah, this is pretty much one-sided action. Has been all week. Will probably be. You might see us get to 10. Uh, we're going to need Seattle tonight. Interesting. Might get to 10. Something to take note of. Uh, how about the total? Where'd you open? Where are you sitting? Where are they betting it? Yeah, we opened at 46 and a half. We're at 47 and a half. Obviously, big, big primetime game, popular team, good offense. Not surprised that we've seen action on the over. But this is a situation, you know, primetime unders have been popular. Could be a blowout. Might not see as many points in the fourth quarter. The one thing that I think people look at with the Cowboys in particular is late in games, they tend to just generate turnovers. Obviously, we saw Bland have a pick six at the end of the Washington game last week to send that over. Uh, I think, you know, people are not going to be dissuaded, even in these blowout situations, from betting the over uh, until the Cowboys kind of stop pressuring their opponents late in games when they're up big. How about a prop? Brennan White joining us is one I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but does one stand out that they're hitting tonight on Thursday night football to kick off the week, a prop either way? Yeah, I'm probably not surprisingly, but CD lamb first TD has been very popular. Uh, his anytime as well. Uh, if we want to get a little more interesting, uh, we do have uh, most first quarter uh, rushing yards and people like Zach Charbonnet. So, Interesting, you know, with them being the dog, um, but I think, you know, maybe people watched him in college and, and liked him there and think, you know, Walker's out, he's going to get a lot of touches. Um, so, yeah, interesting one. You know, something that Brennan just said I think is so key. It is it when he said people watched him in college and like him, that is something that's suggestive like that is how betters bet. So, again, just to be clear, they, oh, that kid from UCLA, I remember Charbonnet. And then they use that as kind of the, their memory catches up with them college to pro. I liked him in college. Uh, I want to bet a prop tonight. And so it's suggestive. I, I like that you said that. How about – um, let me go to a game I'm obsessed with just because we were talking about a month and a half ago, if we had the PAC 12 rematch, that being of course, Washington and Oregon, where would the number open? We had a bookmaker say seven with Oregon laying it. We're like, Oh my gosh, we're blown away. Well, guess what? It's nine and a half. What's going on there with this game at DraftKings? Yeah, this is uh, we opened at nine. It's sitting at nine and a half. It, probably won't get to 10. The action's been on Washington, especially on the money line. I think a lot of the sort of more casual college fans kind of can't believe that the number is as high as it is. You've got undefeated Washington. They've already beaten Oregon. They're playing on a neutral field. Like, it seems hard for a lot of people to see how mismatched this matchup is, but we, we have Oregon power rated as, I think, 11 points better than Washington. Their offense is better in almost every way. There aren't many quarterbacks that can match up with Michael Penix, but Bo Nix is one of those. Uh, you know, they have a, a better defense than just looking at recent performance. Washington is kind of scraped by to get to this spot, and Oregon outside of their loss at Washington in the game that they probably should have won has been dominant. So I think we're probably going to see a, a blowout, but the betters think Washington can, can hang in there and, and cover and maybe even win. My assumption is they're going to lay the price with Michigan. It, it's fa For a bookmaker, this is a fascinating game, Michigan-Iowa, just because 
I mean, we can make the jokes about Iowa, but you've got a total right now of 34 and a half at DraftKings. And, you know, Michigan's going to score 38, 39 points themselves on average on a game. So this is just, it, it's a hard one to book because, you know, everybody wants to lay it with Michigan too. This is a very difficult game for us to book. Uh, you know, Iowa's team total under a touchdown. And you don't see that very often, especially in a major conference championship game. I just don't really see how we can put a number up that will attract Iowa money outside of the state of Iowa. Um, you know, people have seen Michigan. They just beat Ohio State. They look really great. Iowa can't put up any points since they lost McNamara. So probably see a low-scoring game. I, it'll be interesting to see if Iowa can hold Michigan in check on offense. But Michigan's defense is also one of the top five defenses in the country. So it's very hard to see Iowa putting up enough points to win this game. They might need to score on defense to stay in it. What are they doing with Georgia and Alabama? I'm probably going to look ridiculous on Monday because the injuries are adding up for Georgia, but I just, I love them in the matchup. You're sitting DraftKings five and a half. Um, where'd you open and what are they doing with it? So this is an interesting one. We opened four and a half. We're up to five and a half. The money's on Alabama, but all of our sharp actions on Georgia, which is very rare for it to be on a favorite of more than a field goal in, in a tight matchup like this. But I think there's a pretty big gap between the sort of talent of these two teams. And yes, like you mentioned, Georgia's got some injury concerns, but I think this is a spot again, where, you know, the public's going to be on the underdog betting that money line at plus money, big name team, but ultimately Georgia's just the better side. Obviously they'll have to execute. Um, this isn't sort of the same situation as Oregon, Washington, where this could turn ugly quickly. Um, but we do have Georgia power rated much higher than Alabama. We think that they're the best team in the country. Um, and I don't think kind of the injury concerns will be enough for Bama to eke one out here. I got a weird one for you, Brennan. Which conference championship are you noticed like the most action on? And is there any correlation to what areas in the country DraftKings is currently available in? Yeah, that's a great question. So question. the game... The game that's taking the most money right now is Oregon-Washington. Uh, we are in or Washington and, and Oregon, but I think that has more to do with the fact that it's a Friday night, primetime, sort of standalone game. For the Saturday games, uh, we've noticed quite a bit of action on the Big Ten game, even though it's a 22-point spread, even though it's going to be ugly, even though it's up against you know the ACC championship game. And I think that is because we have a lot of betters in Michigan and Iowa. Iowa particularly is a state that we've been in since we launched, uh, and we have a very sort of dedicated base of betters there. So I think that does contribute to the fact that the turnover for that game is as high as it is. Good question, big guy. The uh, just We only have a minute here, Brennan. What, what, where are you sitting with Louisville and Florida State now? right now as a number? Yeah, so right now uh, we have Florida State as a slight favorite. I believe we're at two. All the money's on Louisville. I think this is just a situation where people know Jordan Travis is out and Florida State is not the same without him. They can get plus money on Louisville as a dog. It's hard at this point of the season to, to rate a team without the quarterback that sort of carry that team on their shoulders for most of the season. So this is one where as we take more money, you could see us move closer to pick. Um, but it'll be, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Beautiful. Brennan White, of course. Make sure you check him out on Twitter at Brennan White14. DraftKings US trading lead. 
Thank you, Brennan. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Okay. We've got some news, not just championship week and college football betting, but the transfer portal is blowing up as we speak. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we've got to take a break and talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating here on Sharp Money. Who's number one? Well, Zen Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Okay, we got you back tonight. Week 13 kicks off in the NFL tonight. You're looking right now, DraftKings, nine and a half, somewhere between, toggling between Nine, nine and a half. You heard from Brennan White from the trade floor. It could get up to 10, probably get bought right back down to nine and a half. But Seattle at Dallas to talk about that. Uh, Miles Simmons is going to join us here. Pro football talk writer at Miles A. Simmons on Twitter has covered in the past the Panthers, the Raiders and the Rams, which are some interesting teams to talk about. Hi, Miles. How are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining. Let's start with the Panthers. We'll get to okay. Thursday night football here in just a little bit. So shocked, surprised, Reich is out, and then we can dig deeper into it. Were you surprised? Not at all. I mean, after the reports came out that uh, David Tepper was screaming a four-letter word <laughs> coming out of the Panthers locker room when they lost to the Titans on Sunday. I mean, it, it seemed like it was a matter of when and not if David Tepper would move on from Frank Reich. And look, he's got a quick trigger finger when it comes to getting rid of coaches. This is not just something that's happened in the NFL with him. I mean, it's really, you look at the MLS team that he brought to Charlotte and it's just been coach after coach over the first couple of years there. So it was looking really, really bad for the Panthers, especially on offense. And Frank Reich, I, I don't think he forgot how to coach, but it was very clear that whatever he was doing for Bryce Young was not working. And all of the surrounding stuff that went into that, it, it just it didn't shock me that Reich was let go. The only surprising element of it really was, I guess, that it happened now as opposed to later December, right? I mean, even Urban Meyer got more games than Frank Wright. Nathaniel Hackett coached more games than Frank Wright. So I guess that is the only surprising element. Miles, let's follow up on that with Bryce and Bryce Young. And I'm sure you have, still have a bunch of friends covering the team. What do you hear about the kid? And just overall analyze Bryce Young, the number one overall picks performance this year. The, the worst thing that could have happened to Bryce Young has happened in that C.J. Stroud has looked like one of the best rookie quarterbacks in NFL history. And so whenever that kind of thing happens, you're going to get compared to him. And that might not be fair, right? I mean, how many rookie quarterbacks have we seen come out of the draft and just not really look the part that you would necessarily expect? And I think that goes even doubly for Bryce Young when he's coming from a program like Alabama and we've seen him have success for years and years. So it's not like we are unfamiliar with who this guy is as opposed to like a Drake may. I don't know how many people have really been watching Drake may all that closely at UNC. And so what he's going to come in and look like next year, that's a whole different story. So, but I think 
everybody that I've, I've talked to and everything that I've read and everything that I've heard out of uh, Charlotte has been that Bryson has got a great head on his shoulders. He is trying to do everything he can to make this into a more positive situation. He is taking accountability. He's accepting blame. He's maybe taken more blame than he should. But right now, I think the biggest overall problem is that he just was not really set up for success this year. And whether you want to say that that has more to do with the head coach choice and Frank Reich, you know, the fact that they went and they tried to meld two different offensive philosophies, maybe three different offensive philosophies between Frank Reich and Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator. You had somebody in Jim Caldwell who was there and now is going to work more. It seems like with the quarterback, it just, all of this stuff, you know, you talk about too many cooks in the kitchen. I think that that played into it. And so we'll see what Bryce Young can do over the course of the rest of this season. But I mean, I, I think the, the thing that David Tepper's got to do is find somebody who can get the most out of Frank Reich, or excuse me, out of Bryce Young. And obviously Frank Reich couldn't do it. And I, it reminds me a little bit of the 2016 Rams when you had a Jeff Fisher and an offensive staff that just was not competent enough for that number one overall pick. And then you hire a Sean McVay and boom, the thing takes off. I, that's exactly what the Panthers have to do. Not easy to do that and getting the head coach right, but that's what they need to do. Yeah, that's well put. Miles Simmons, pro football talk writer, joining us here on Sharp Money. Week 13 kicks off tonight in Dallas at Miles A. Simmons on Twitter. You wrote Pro Football Talk. You wrote about Sean Payton talking about C.J. Stroud. Of course, those two teams uh, playing each other this weekend, Denver at Houston, Houston's lane three. Let's talk about the two teams. We'll start with Denver. Uh, a little surge here. Do you think they're legit? I do, and it's really interesting because you never would have figured that after they gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins back in September, but the way that they're playing is sustainable in a lot of ways because they're not doing too much on offense. Russell Wilson, I think, has really adapted to what Sean Payton wants and how they function. Um, and then defensively, they're playing a lot better in part because they're taking the ball away a lot more. They've had uh, uh, in the last, and this was in this article that you just referenced, but now I don't have it in front of me, so I hope I get it right. But in the last four games, the Broncos have amassed 15 takeaways which is ridiculous. I mean, they had five, I believe, against Buffalo Bills, and then they've had four and then three and three in the last couple of weeks. So they are taking the ball away a lot. That's playing to their strength, which then allows them to control the ball and control the clock. That, that's part of what I think is sustainable. What's also interesting, though, I mean, you talk about C.J. Stroud. He's got the lowest interception rate of any starting quarterback in the NFL right now. So, like, um, he's only thrown five interceptions so far this year. So that's one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, the big force goes up against the immovable object. We'll see which one will break first. But I, I do love the way that C.J. Stroud is playing, and I think that this is going to be a really interesting matchup because the, the team that wins this – not only gets to seven wins, but also you pick up a conference win, which is very, very important in those tiebreakers. And all those AFC teams are kind of bunched up there. So those tiebreakers are important. Yep. 15 games, four games for Denver. 15 takeaways, four games for Denver. You nailed it. Good memory. Um, there we go. Opposite. It, obviously, Houston well ahead of schedule at six and five. A tough loss this past weekend. I still think they get to the postseason. Where are you on the Texans? Yeah, I, I think they will too, and mainly because of the way C.J. Stroud is playing. And he's kind of this unflappable guy, you know, and you don't see that a lot 
with rookie quarterbacks. And obviously, you know, we're talking about Bryce Young. It's just not necessarily been the case. But I think the, what the Texans have done really well is just set this guy up for success. And you bring in somebody in Bobby Sloak's offensive coordinator who's running one of the most successful schemes in the NFL right now, coming from the Kyle Shanahan tree. And we see where that's worked also in Miami, right? I mean, you've got tentacles with Sean McVay in Los Angeles and also going up to Minnesota with Kevin O'Connell. So we understand that this is a system that works. And, you know, Matt LaFleur, of course, as well um, with the Green Bay Packers. So that's part of why I have the kind of confidence I do in that team. And I also think that that defense, the more they adapt to uh, D'Amico Ryan's, their head coach, they're just going to continue to get better and better. They got a lot of talented guys, a lot of highly drafted guys on that defense. So I think that those kinds of things will be able to help them uh, get to the postseason. Totally agree. Miles. Um, Simmons joining us here, Pro Football Talk. Just two minutes to go. Why don't you give me your take on tonight's matchup? Seattle needs it. They're kind of hanging on by a thread with the postseason. They're big-time dogs in Dallas tonight. Who do you like? I like Dallas. And, you know, I, I like the way that Seattle plays. I love Pete Carroll. I think he's done an incredible job over the last decade plus of keeping that team really, really relevant, really competitive, adapting, adjusting pretty much every year. But I don't know that Geno Smith is healthy completely. They have said he looks night and day better than he did from that short week last week playing San Francisco. But Dallas is a bit more of a desperate team in some ways in that they know that if they want to get to the top of the conference, they've got to keep winning, right? Even if Seattle loses this game, they still have a chance. But the other thing about Seattle, I mean, they're playing four straight games against the top three teams in the NFC between San Francisco, Dallas, um, and then also the Philadelphia Eagles, who they've got, I believe, next week. So, and they play San Francisco again. So it's just a really, really tough gauntlet for them. And even though they had the extra, it's not extra rest, right? You're playing all week to week, Thursday to Thursday. I just feel like this is Dallas's game. And the way Dak Prescott's been playing as well, it just feels to me like Dallas is going to be able to do everything they want to do to control this game and win this game. Great stuff, Miles. Enjoy the articles as well. Miles Simmons, Pro Football Talk. Make sure you go check out the articles. He's got one on Nick Sirianni talking about being a dog to the 49ers. Interesting stuff. At Miles A. Simmons on Twitter. Thank you. Enjoy the football, Miles. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You guys too. Take care. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, big guy, we talked about Bryce Young and, you know, your love for Frank Reich. When we come back, we actually have Bryce Young talking about Frank Wright getting fired. Like, I think it would be impossible, and we'll have our plays for tonight. I think it would be impossible to find somebody that says bad things about Frank Reich. Maybe Bryce, who seems like a positive kid. We'll see. Coming up next, Sharp Money. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.